Hockey heads, fantasy fanatics, and degenerate off-season gamblers, welcome back to your source for off-season news, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And on today's episode, there is no shortage of hot topics to get to, including a little bit of a recap on the draft from could have been the most exciting one we've seen in a long, long time. We also have to talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. Riley Smith on the move. Barbashev gets the bag. And what's going on with these Detroit Red Wings? Thank you for joining us. Let's get right to it. You're locked on fantasy hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What a busy off season we have already had, hockey fans, and thank you so much much for joining us for the Friday episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steele Roden. You can check out his work all across YouTube under NHL Quick Hits and all across the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Network. I'm your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. Make sure you check me out all across YouTube as well and anywhere you need your fantasy hockey content. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. A championship team is all about each player being the perfect fit, and it's the exact same with your vehicle. So for parts that you need, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com, let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Steel, you... You know, that's a bit of a mouthful for me off the top to get it out. It's been a long week. Thank you for always riding with me through these tough weeks through the summer. But it's been a fun couple of days for us. Lots of NHL news coming down the pipeline. And on today's episode, you and I need to talk a little bit about this draft. Fantilli, Michkov, Bedard. There's some interesting little takeaways here, especially those three. I want to talk about that. Riley Smith on the move. Barbashev gets the bag. Yamamoto and Costin to Detroit. And there's some also some rumblings about the Brinkat to Detroit. Let's talk about all of it on today's episode. But very firstly, we are grateful and lucky to have you holding us down every single episode. <laughs> Make sure if you are feeling it, head over to Spotify, Apple, wherever you at. Hit us with that five-star review if you are feeling it. And if you're not, let us know what else you need to make sure you dominate that draft. Now I'm done, Steel, with the preamble. <laughs> I'm going to turn it over to you because there is a lot to talk about. And shouts to you for making sure that we do hold down this draft recap a little bit. What, what did you see? Any takeaways from you? Because I do want to talk about this Michkov situation. But what else were you seeing? Yeah, well, first of all, just right off the bat, just an incredible venue in Nashville. And just, you know, the amount of respect uh, that Dave David Poyle received mm. from all the all of his fellow GMs across the league. And, you know, that was amazing to see and also yep. see him pass the torch over to Barry Trotz to make his mm-hmm. first pick as a general manager. And, you know, Poyle's just been a part of this league for over 40 years. So kudos Stuck. to uh, all the fellow GMs that praised and showed their respect to uh, mm-hmm. a legend in the GM business in the National Hockey League. But this was a this was an absolute incredible first round uh draft class and just draft class overall obviously Connor Bedard taken first overall speaking fantasy wise for Connor Bedard if you're in a Mm. keeper dynasty league he's a first round pick you want him pretty much right away he's the first pretty I don't know if he's the first first pick pick. I don't know if he's the first pick I I I, I would still be taking Connor McDavid over Connor Bedard right now but those are he's a keeper right none of those guys are going to be in dynasty leagues no no he's not out there 
as a keeper dynasty, definitely Bedard is the first off the board this year. But I hear what you're saying. If there's some other maybe more peripheral keepers. Anyway, keep going. My bad. You know, when we're talking about regular leagues as well, you know, if we're talking if we're talking regular leagues, third or fourth round this next mm-hmm. season, probably because Connor Bedard is NHL ready. He will be the number one guy in Chicago. And then you go to the number two and the number three pick. Leo Carlson goes to Anaheim. Adam right. Fantilli goes to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm. It will be interesting to see if Anaheim and Columbus choose to throw them into the lineup next season. Obviously, we've got to right. see what it's like at draft camps or at camps. Uh, you know, in the preseason as well. But it would be very interesting to see Adam Ventilli and Leo Carlson play uh, next season for the respective clubs. And then I know you want to talk about this guy, Matvey Michkov, taken mm. seventh overall by the right. Philadelphia Flyers. He slid down the board a little bit, obviously because of the uncertainty with his contract with the KHL right. up until 2026. Exactly. Uh, but the Flyers felt comfortable enough to draft him at seventh and figure out that process figure it out and, you know, figure out the process later about how to get him maybe playing in the NHL a little right. bit earlier than when his KHL contract ends up. But overall, just it's, it was a very interesting dra- draft mm. class and it was mm. just a very interesting draft uh, to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just very, the directness and the straightforwardness of this draft. You know, I thought that we would see a little bit of a few teams try to trade up in this draft, get a little bit of a higher pick and, maybe some chaos, but it was just a very straightforward, straightforward draft. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, just didn't see anyone uh, make any, you know, trades or try to trade up. We didn't right. see that. It was very right. straightforward. And I think that goes to show the amount of depth in this draft class. Definitely an interesting draft night steel. And you know where I do want to start and we're going to keep this draft takeaway short because there is a lot more we want to get to on well i do have one other take but i want to hear what you have oh no no 100 percent. i'm just you know i get you know i gotta tee this up for the (laughs) folks out there friday also happy canada day for all our canadians out there coming up this weekend make sure you enjoy yourself and stay safe out there but at the end of the day i got a few good quotes for you steel i'm going to the quote bin for this episode and number one i think you and i can agree Danny Barriere already working a nice little job here in philly and here's his quote about Michkov, because all we heard going into this draft deal, personality issues. Does he have, you know, issues between the ears, a little bit the attitude problem, which is obviously a concern for an 18 year old guy who also, because of all the political drama, no one's been able to really see Michkov play many games. That's been a limited thing and another one getting in the way of him going higher. 18 years old, five foot 10. Here's Breer's quote blown away by his personality. He kept saying all he wanted to do was be a flyer. In 30 games in the KHL at 18 years old, Steele, he had more points per game than Alex Ovechkin. So I'll throw that stat out there. Am I saying he's going to be Ovi? Absolutely (laughs) not. But when you read about this guy's offensive abilities, when he does come around, you and I, hopefully we're still doing this show in two or three years, I have a feeling will be very high on this Michkov kid from his offensive ability, and maybe that's all you need from a guy this talented. Yeah, and there was a lot of praise around his scoring ability as well, obviously, in the offensive zone. It's really hard to score in the NHL, and Mm. Michkov is a goal scorer, and that's something to look forward to for when he does make his NHL debut with the Philadelphia Flyers Mm. and develop and progress his, uh, his game at the NHL level. The one pick from the draft that really stuck out to me, though, was Winnipeg's draft pick in the first round, first round, 18th overall Colby Barlow. You know, the way 
all of the analysts and reporters spoke about this kid was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. His character, the way he handles himself on and off the ice mm -hmm. at 18 years old, he was, he's already a true and uh, a true natural le a born leader. And that's why he was named the youngest captain in Owen sound attack history. So hey. this kid has the skill level 46 goals, 79 points in 59 games last year, mm -hmm. 30 goals for 47 points the year prior to that. They right. were saying that he this could be the next captain of the Winnipeg Jets. He was a projected top 10 draft pick. He fell all the way to 18. And I don't think the Winnipeg Jets could have been happier with their first round selection. Kevin Sheladayoff just mm. had a grin from ear to ear when he was shaking Colby's yeah. hand. And it, it was just awesome to see with everything that's kind of, you know, broken down for the Winnipeg Jets the last few weeks. No kidding. And doesn't it make sense, though, that they hire a kid with leadership aspirations and abilities because their leadership group sounds like they're all out the window, <laughs> Steel, and they're bringing in really good young pieces. Yes, they are. So they're not exactly – I'm not calling it a rebuild because also until Connor Hellebuck goes somewhere else and Mark Shifley goes somewhere else, which I think I alluded to yesterday and Wednesday – that I don't think I'm 100% sure that that happens now. Because like I said, again, now these moves, if I'm Shifley and Hellebuck, I'm a little bit intrigued to see what camp looks like. I'm a little bit intrigued to see what the kids can do. And maybe you knock at that door again. Look, the playoffs and the Stanley Cup are tough. And saying that you can change teams, change cities, and change franchises and go on a run, that's a lot easier said than done. Whereas yeah. if you're with the Winnipeg Jets who just, yeah, say what you will, they were in the, they were in the playoffs last year. So anyway, loving these moves from the Jets. Thank you for highlighting that. We're going to get to break in a second. We're going to talk about Riley Smith, Yamamoto and Kostin to Detroit. We're going to talk about Barbashev and Debrinkat looking like he might be a Red Wing, but very quickly and lastly steal. Adam Fantilli played this year at Michigan, 65 points in 36 games. He played at the World Juniors, five points in seven games. He played at the World Championship with men. And yeah, he had three points in 10 games, but he didn't look out of place. The Columbus Blue Jackets, another team who have been very active. All I want to say is Adam Fantilli might get a decent look. Maybe not this year. But definitely next year to make this team. And I don't see him, you know, why why not make the team this year? They are in flux. Maybe he's the fourth line center. I don't know what they do. I just wanted to shine a little bit of light on Fantilli. I don't know if you have a take on the Hobie Baker award winner, but I'm good to go to break if you don't. Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat. I think it's very interesting to see what Columbus, you know, the second and third overall pick in this draft, what mm -hmm. both Anaheim and Columbus are going to do. Do they want to send uh Fantilli back to Michigan for another year to develop his game uh right. while they you know sort of figure things out in Columbus or do they get him in NHL level hockey right away that's the yeah. big question mark right now we already yeah. know Connor Bedard is going to be playing for Chicago but who yeah. else in this draft class will be following him in the rookie season there is also just so much more to talk about throughout the summer you mentioned Connor, Bed Connor Bedard's value let's get to the rest of today's episode in a hot minute but today's episode is brought to you by our friends at AG1. And you need to be checking out AG1 before and after the gym. Seal and I love it in the smoothies in the morning. Or you can just drop it in one cup of water and it helps you all the time. This is a foundational nutrition supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. AG1 replaces your multivitamins, your probiotics, and in one simple, simple drinkable habit. It's a science-driven formula of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients 
AG1, raising the standard for quality in the supplement game. You got to be checking these guys out, Steel. You know we love AG1. It helps you with your mental acuity. It helps you stay sharp at work. It helps you stay focused. And, of course, it supports your gut health. It's a comprehensive solution that you need in your supplement routine. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Make sure you're going over to drink ag1.com slash NHL network. That's drink ag1.com slash NHL network. You got to be checking it out today and make sure you're mixing it in that pre-workout smoothie. And thanks so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Mm. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the follow button. We appreciate all that love and support you show us. And we are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you can find your favorite podcast on your favorite podcast platform, including your favorite team from all four major sports leagues and the NCAA. Mm. We appreciate all that love and support out there. So thank you so much. And real quick before we get to the Vegas uh, Vegas Golden Knights-Pittsburgh Penguins trade, I think... By mm. far, I just got to I, I got to say this by far the funniest and best part of that draft class or draft, uh, you know, mm. night. Uh, venue the draft night uh, was Carey Price freezing while trying to remember yeah. David Reinbacker's last yep. name. And then mm-hmm. later in the round, when Pecorine was up there on the stage, he was having a little <laughs> fun poking some uh, some mockery jokes towards Carey Price's way. But I love thought that, that was absolutely hilarious. I love that. And, and Carey Price took it like a champ, went straight to Twitter and uh joked around uh, you know hey. made fun of himself a little bit but i thought that was hilarious from carrie Car- price carrie price was a goaltender in montreal <laughs> he can take the heat from whoever but yeah. at the end of the day steel also sometimes drafts are just like super boring when they shouldn't be for the nhl when you look at like how much hype <laughs> comes around the nba and nfl drafts i'm not trying to compare the nhl to those leagues but it was nice to see you know some of those moments some of those viral yeah. moments and just also Really good players and Nashville. What a great spot to host it. But Vegas Golden Knights making some moves. What are you thinking about the Riley Smith move? Number one, before we talk about, I think we saw the Barbashev signing yeah. coming. We just didn't really know who was going to be the odd man out. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I'm not going to hate on this deal. I understand it 100%. So I'm not going to say Vegas made a mistake here. It's just, Riley Smith at 32 years old, I think the Pittsburgh Penguins are getting a really good player here that still holds, you know, back-end fantasy draft value at that, you know, 50 to 55 to maybe on a good year, 60-point value. Yep. I couldn't agree more. I think it's an A-plus trade for the Pittsburgh Penguins. All they have to give up is a 2024 third-round pick. Uh, we know we know Kyle Dubas likes to trade away his picks and, uh, you know, acquire mm. some depth players for his team. And that's exactly what he's done. Smith is a very consistent player, averages 55 points a year, 170 shots, 40 to 50 blocks and hits. He's great shorthanded on special teams as well. Gets second uh, power play unit from time to time. And his ADP is 221.8. So that's round 17 for fantasy leagues. I think that's more than accurate. I think you could probably take him in the 16th from what I've seen in the leagues that Mm -hmm. I've been in. I've seen him taken totally. 17th round. I've seen him taken 15th round, but I think anywhere yeah. in those late stages, 15, 16, 17 is the perfect place to pick him. If you can get him later than that, that's an A plus for you. But Riley mm. Smith brings a lot of fantasy value. I had him on my fantasy hockey team. He was so one of those I. sneaky underlying players. I think Flip and I yep. probably talk about Riley Smith 
every yes. two weeks on this episode for Monday <laughs> Monday waiver wires. Like he's always on the yes. waiver wire for some reason, and we yep. love picking him up. So he's one of those guys that I always go back to. Flip goes back to as well whenever we yeah. kind of trade him in and out from our lineup. It seems like, but I love mm-hmm. the I love the situation for both Vegas and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh gets Riley yeah. Smith. Vegas mm-hmm. signs Ivan Barbashev to a five-year, $25 million deal. Riley Smith also, as much as he is not a physical guy, would it shock you to me to throw out that he had 70 hits last year, Steele? And I know, look, 11 penalty minutes, 16 penalty minutes, it's not a ton, but he has a little bit of peripheral value. And considering how good of a skater he is, and he's an offensive piece, I don't hate those peripherals. Are you drafting him for hits and block shots? Of course not. But four game-winning goals, I think he had like six or seven power play goals as well, Steele. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I think what I like the most by this Dubas move, he's under contract at a very fair $5 million for the next yeah. two years. So, you know, he's 32. So if you were bringing him in and he had four or five more years under a long-term deal or something at a little higher, I'd be like, I don't know about this. But given that they paid nothing, he's under contract. He can still bring it, and they're bringing a little bit of balance to an offensive attack that last year at times really didn't have that bite. I'm loving it. Let's move to Barbashev. What's your take on this situation? Because I think we saw this one coming. Yeah, we saw this one too. And like you said, there was it was hard to pinpoint who the odd man out would be mm. for the Vegas Golden Lights because they definitely wanted to keep him, and they wanted to keep him for a long time. Uh, you can go back and forth about the actual contract that he got. Maybe $5 million is a little bit too much because maybe they're going heavily on that playoff run he just had. 18 points in 22 games, or 16 points he had good point. uh, in the playoff run. So he had hey, a really good Riley Smith run. had 14. Riley Smith had yeah, 14. Riley Smith was, just yeah, throwing that out there. Wasn't, well. too, uh, wasn't too far behind Ivan Barbashev. Right. But I, what I really think that separates them is that physicality that Barbashev brings to the table. Uh, both in the regular season and in the playoffs. He's just one of those guys who can really make a difference with that physicality that he has, and it doesn't affect them in a negative way. He's very smart with when he goes to finish a check and how he finishes his checks. He doesn't Mm -hmm. raise his elbows, doesn't raise his hands, doesn't lead with anything. He's a very smart physical player, but he has some offensive side to his game. We've seen it in the past with St. Louis, and obviously it was a tough year for St. Louis last year, but we've seen – Ivan Barbashev have really good seasons the past three years. 2021, he had 60 points in 81 games. Last year, 45 points in 82 games, splitting time between St. Louis and Vegas. Two back-to-back really good seasons. Maybe $5 million a year is a little bit too much, but I think that's up for debate. Yeah, it's up for debate. And I think my main point that I wanted to mention when talking about this player is let's be very wary of that playoff pump that all we saw from him in the playoffs, right? Like he was great, but let's not overreach for him in this next fantasy draft is all I want. I think think you could take him pretty much wherever you want to take him with Riley Smith. I think those two guys fall in the same sort of categories. Same area, rounds. Yeah, same area, same sort of rounds, 16, 17, 18. Different different styles of game, but the the, the physicality that Barbashev brings – balances out the point production fantasy wise. So I think both Barbashev and Ryan yeah, no, can easily go 16, 17. Yeah. I, and, and honestly, I would maybe lean toward Riley Smith, given that he might be playing with Malkin. He might get some looks with Sid. There's going to be some really potentially studly offensive mixes for just for Riley Smith. 
But I hear you 100%. At the end of it all, though, Barbashev getting paid. This was a move that made sense for the Golden Knights. Both of them were just really, really solid in the postseason. Also, I think what's Barbashev's age? Because I think that's where it tips the scale. That's where it might tip the scale here, right? Four years on Riley Smith. You're trying to keep this going in Vegas, a team that does have a lot of veterans, right? So for me, it makes a whole ton of sense, Steele. Shout out to Riley Smith and Barbashev, Stanley Cup champs. Where do you want to go from here? Let's head to break. Maybe we got a lot more to talk about. What are we talking about next? We do have to talk about the Detroit Red Wings, potential trade and a trade they uh, they accomplished with the Edmonton Oilers over the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We appreciate all that love and support. Make sure you hit the subscribe, hit the follow button on your favorite podcast platform and on YouTube Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning is when you can find all of our hot episodes out here with your boy Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. Edmonton Oilers trade away Kyler Yamamoto and Mm -hmm. Clem Costin to the Detroit Mm -hmm. Red Wings for... Future consideration. So, so nothing. Red Wings, pretty much nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the Red Wings get two, I guess you could call them depth guys. I don't really know what to call them. Like, yeah, they're still pretty, they're still pretty young, but they're bottom six forwards. Maybe Yamamoto is a second line right winger, but that's up for debate. For me personally, that's mm. not really anything for either team. I think it just fills in some positions for uh, the Detroit Red Wings figuring out where their future lies before they make a bigger trade uh, with the Ottawa Senators potentially. But for me, right. Clint Costin and Kyler Yamamoto pretty much bring absolutely zero fantasy value. Yeah, man, yeah, zero fantasy value. Like, I'm not here to argue that topic. I'm not here to also say to make a case to make Kyler Yamamoto a draftable player because obviously <laughs> Clint Costin is not. Clint Costin, though, had a good postseason. You know, he showed that he can play the game of hockey. So one of these conversations that you and I like to have, sometimes we got to separate the fantasy value from what it might yeah. actually do for the Detroit Red Wings on the ice. Because for making this team more balanced and adding a little bit more experience and adding, you know, a guy who can score in Yamamoto and a guy who can bring a bit of offense and some of that heavy body at times, I actually like this move for the Detroit Red Wings, especially because it costs them nothing, Steel. And are they still two or three years away from making real noise? Of course. You, I especially was very high on the moves they made in the offseason, and they fell short again. But lots to like. lot of good young players. Rasmussen, Sider, Raymond, obviously Larkin, Robbie Fabry injury, Kubelik. There's a lot of uncertainty as well with this lineup. So what I want to do is just leave it at this. Uh, uh, Ken Holland. And, you know, I had said I had a couple of quotes. First one, Clem Costin is apparently almost ready to get sniped by the KHL. Ken Holland said he was negotiating with KHL numbers and he could just not afford to pay Clem Costin what he might get in the KHL. So remember that as well, because I believe he's a, he is a pending RFA. So he yeah. could be gone. Kyler Yamamoto, though, makes sense for me to balance out the offensive attack. Second, the next quote from the same man. If the cap was 86 or 87 million, it could have worked out. I wouldn't have needed to make more moves. Skinner is due a raise. McLeod is due a raise. Bouchard is due a raise. And I made a deal for Ekholm at the deadline. So I have to sacrifice. Yeah. Here's the sacrifice, but I'm okay with it, Steel. It also, and I'll leave it at this, opens up $3.2 million in cap space for the Edmonton Oilers to make some moves 
And I think you made a good point. The goaltending isn't going to be addressed. They have enough money invested in them now. They're going to run back Skinner and Campbell. I would like to see them make a move on the blue line, another guy. Yep. And maybe another depth bottom six forward. Maybe he can squeeze them both in for the 3.2. But it makes sense, right? The salary dump. Yeah, it makes sense for the Edmonton Oilers. They needed to move some guys. And obviously, Yamamoto at $3.1 million for the next year is just mm-hmm. uh, a guy who hasn't really panned out. And a few guys who haven't panned out for the Oilers over the last few years as well. Right. So good move by the Edmonton Oilers for a salary dump and figure out what player they want to attack and maybe mm-hmm. look at for this offseason, maybe on the blue line or a depth player, like you said. Uh, for the for the Detroit Red Wings, though, they got $27.5 million in cap oh. space. Um, and one of those guys that they can spend a little bit of money on could be Alex DeBrinket making a trade mm-hmm. with the Ottawa Senators, mm-hmm. maybe a sign-in trade, uh, get him at 8.5, 8.7, somewhere where Dylan Larkin is right now. And how great would that be? See Dylan Larkin, Alex DeBrinket, and Lucas Raymond on ah. a top line together in Detroit. Also, the Detroit Red Wings have two first-round picks next year. They yes, also they have do. they have a stock draft board. They have their second, third, fourth. They have their first, second, and third in the following year. Steal the Detroit Red Wings for me. Knowing the we talked about this a little bit, I think when we mentioned the Chicago Blackhawks franchise, yeah. the Detroit Red Wings will not be bottom feeders for very long. They are also an original six franchise, and they will be back being very competitive very soon. And I think what's starting to happen here is it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like they're adding some low risk, potential high reward situations. Is Kyler Yamamoto going to make the difference for them next year? No. But bringing in Alex Debrinkat, that might really start to tip the scales in this team's favor. This is also not a rumor you and I have like stewed up. This is coming from Darren Dreger. This is one of the top NHL analysts in the business. And it makes sense, right? So I think... Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, this is more a formality to me. I know that's a little bit of a reach because it's only rumors. I see Debrinkat in a Detroit Red Wings uniform before the start of this season. I see it as well. And, you know, there is that connection to Michigan for Alex Debrinkat. Boom. And it just seems like that's the obvious direction that he will be going. You know, obviously he's, you know, he's thrown in a few teams. I know that the Dallas stars have been linked to Alex to as a potential destination, obviously Detroit, but I think Detroit makes the most sense. They've got the most cap space and looking at the way that Steve Eiserman, again, uh, praising the manager here, the general manager, Good point. The way that Steve Eiserman has managed this team, the only bad contract that I see right now is Andrew Kopp. And I'm t- talking like nitpicking here. There's no bad contract. You've got Dylan Larkin locked up for the next seven years, eight years. You know, there's you've got pretty much everyone else under contract for three or less. That gives you the flexibility for these entry-level contract guys like Lucas Raymond, mm-hmm. like uh, Marit Sider like a few yep. draft picks who they just made uh, in, in the 2023 draft. Rasmussen is also well. nasty. Rasmussen. And then, you know, signing yeah. a guy of Alex to bring its uh, skill level as well. So mm-hmm. the management and Steve Eiersman has just been world-class like from him. And, and again, like you said, the Detroit yeah. Red Wings are not going to be bad for long. 
5.6 million cap hit per for Andrew Kopp was a bit of a stretch. He also just really disappointed heavily last year. He was and bad last year. Maybe, you know, there was that combination with he was overpaid, sure. Stevie Y doesn't miss very often. And watch Andrew Kopp come back and make Stevie Y look real good this year. This will be one of <laughs> I'm not coming down the conversation of I'm selling you on drafting Andrew Kopp. I would just put him under the category of players that don't expect him to be that bad again. Because he just brings a little bit of everything. And if the rest of this team improves like we expect yeah. him to, especially if they add another piece, why wouldn't we expect him to have another good or a better year? Anyhow, I am just really excited, Steele, for the rest of this offseason. <laughs> this past week has been, you know, on fire. We will be back for a fire-loaded Monday episode. That's July 1st, isn't it? July 1st is... Nope. Uh, oh, no, wait. July 1st July is, 1st is weekend. the weekend. So coming in hot on Monday for the third, because there will be a number more deals and signings. You know that you and I will have to break down with that fantasy lens. Free agency frenzy right around the Boom. corner in the NHL. We love that day. It's one of the best days out there right after mm -hmm. the NHL draft class or NHL draft, as well as the Stanley Cup finals. Can't mm -hmm. express enough how excited we are. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning is when you can find all of our episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. Have a happy Canada Day weekend, and we shall see you back here again on Monday. Peace.